Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Under the Covers with Eve, episode 19 for Sunday, January 17th, 2016. Now, this week, I really am just going to talk um, about the subject of porn addiction, something that I admittedly don't know too much about, um, even in spite of doing some pretty intensive research on it. I'm just going to discuss it and give you some of my initial thoughts and sort of gut feelings on it. Um, and I'm also going to provide you links to some of the articles I've read so that you can read them for yourself and see what you think. Again, and always, I'm not a doctor or a therapist. Uh, these are just my opinions. If you are concerned about your physical or mental health, please go get some help from a professional. Now, I also want to stress that with a subject like this, there's going to be as many opinions on it as there are stars in the sky. So you don't have to take what I say as some sort of gospel about it. You should certainly look into it for yourself. I just want to point out some areas that were sort of red flags for me when I started looking into this. I want to be clear on this, too. If you believe that any habit of yours, whether it's masturbation or watching porn or anything, really, is becoming unhealthy for you and is interfering with your life, then by all means take control and do something about it. I applaud you for doing that if that's the case, so please don't misunderstand anything that I say here or take it to mean that I don't think you have a problem or however else this might be misconstrued. I wholeheartedly support anyone's attempts to improve their lives, and if watching porn or even listening to someone like me, my erotic audios, is, is causing a problem for you, then I'd much rather you take a break, maybe even a permanent one, if you need to. I'd rather lose listeners and have happier people out there. So, okay, you've probably heard of porn addiction. And maybe you've heard of it in the way it's commonly used these days, kind of insultingly, to describe someone who just likes to watch a lot of porn. Or maybe you think of it as a serious psychological disorder, uh, an addiction, you know, right up there with heroin addiction or, or something. From what I've gathered, it's really neither. It isn't just someone watching a lot of porn, as you probably already knew. But what surprised me is that it isn't a medically recognized behavioral addiction either. The DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, uh, which is published by the American Psychiatric Association and, and used by psychiatrists and other health providers, does not classify it as an addiction, at least as recently as 2013 they didn't. Researchers were considering adding it under the umbrella term hypersexual disorder, but they found that there just wasn't enough evidence to support this conclusion. Now, a lot of scientists are still looking into it, and things might change. They change all the time in this area. I think everyone by now has probably heard that homosexuality was classified as a mental disorder by the DSM up until 1973. But as of right now, there doesn't appear to be enough evidence to support the theory that pornography can be addictive. Some psychiatrists will call it a behavioral compulsivity at best. Now, whether it's a recognized addiction or not, 
uh, wouldn't matter so much to the average person who's concerned about it if, if it weren't for the huge number of websites and books and organizations all claiming that it is an addiction and trying to either guilt you into giving it up or trying to sell you a book or a program or something to help you stop. Now, it's not that these sites don't have some good information. Many of them do. But a lot of them like to apply the established and well-known facts about addiction in general to pornography consumption. And this is just inaccurate. There are certain physiological and biochemical changes that take place in your brain and body when you are addicted to certain drugs or alcohol. But this is not what happens when you watch a lot of porn. They are different animals, as they say. I found, for instance, a major site called Your Brain on Porn. And while I think it does have some useful things to say, I also noticed that they had a whole page about supposed porn withdrawal. And they listed a whole bunch of biochemical consequences, like declining dopamine, opioid, GABA levels, you know, other similar things. But if you read the description carefully, they admit that what they're describing is what happens during alcohol and addictive drug withdrawal. The unspoken implication is that you're supposed to draw a parallel between drug withdrawal and porn withdrawal, even though there's no clear evidence that such a parallel exists. The brain is neuroplastic, meaning that it does create new pathways all the time, especially after repeated experiences. And certainly anything that involves the famous reward center and the release of the chemical dopamine can have a lasting effect on our tastes. That's true. But to say that this becomes an addiction and that the thing that caused the dopamine release is a terrible thing, well, I have my doubts about it. I do think that living in a porn-rich culture can desensitize people to certain aspects of sex. It can make some um, real-life traumatic experiences like rape and incest seem exciting and taboo, but I don't think it's fair to say that porn causes physical addiction or permanent changes in our neurochemistry. Even some of the other sites that claim porn is an addiction on par with drug addiction admit that addiction as a neurochemical mechanism isn't fully understood. And the rest of their evidence of the evil of porn is largely anecdotal. The kind of things like, my boyfriend used to choose porn over me, or my patient told me that he couldn't have sex with his wife anymore, that sort of thing. Very personal, subjective experiences as told to certain individuals usually the ones who were writing articles against porn. There are studies done by the Kinsey Institute and, and other places that show that the vast majority of porn consumers never report any problems with it whatsoever. No problems with their real-life sex lives or relationships. And yet, their anecdotal evidence is never presented on these types of sites. So, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. In many, many cases, the websites and articles written about porn addiction come from a religious perspective. So I think it's worth making sure that you are considering the source before you take it all to heart. At least, at the very least, visit genuine medical or psychology-based sites if you're going to look into it more. I'll give you some links to some of them in the description so you can check it out for yourself. Now, the reason I think it's important to understand the science or the lack of science behind porn addiction 
um, is that one of the key features of a lot of porn addiction or no-fap sites is that they will go into great detail about what kind of withdrawal symptoms you should expect when you cut out porn. They have pages dedicated to to these supposed symptoms and, and, and often pages and pages of anecdotal stories from guys who will vividly describe all the physically horrible things that happen to them when they try to stop using porn or masturbating. Now, in my non-expert opinion, <laughs> what these men are experiencing is psychosomatic to a large degree or caused by something else. They've been told that porn is addictive and that they will experience withdrawal symptoms, and so they do. Even though many of the symptoms they describe can easily be attributed to other things, like prostate problems, uh, urinary tract infections, diabetes, um, erectile dysfunction due to heart disease or atherosclerosis, even things like depression and anxiety, all sorts of causes that are very real, but they're not porn withdrawal symptoms. And the placebo effect can work very effectively in this way too. You can convince yourself that you're, you know, detoxing like you're at a methadone clinic and you will feel every bit of it, but it doesn't mean that it's actually caused by a you know, a sexual monkey on your back, you know? <laughs> now, this is by no means meant to diminish or downplay what a person might feel if he or she believes that masturbation or porn has become a problem for them. It's only meant to clear up some misinformation about the physical impacts on your body and, and that alone, and to prevent you from believing that you have some horrible addiction beyond your control that's messing with your brain and, you know, turning you into a fapping zombie, you know. I can see that if you've had a pretty steady porn and masturbation habit for a long time, and then you abruptly stop, you might indeed experience some serious anxiety, and maybe even some physical discomfort, as you would if you suddenly quit any habit. There's always going to be a very uncomfortable period of adjustment whenever you change your routine or your habits, especially if you just completely eradicate one of the few coping mechanisms that you've developed to ease your anxiety depression or your loneliness, whatever. Of course, you're going to feel awful for a little while. Not to mention that through all of this, your body is constantly producing testosterone, constantly driving you towards sex. And it's not going to just stop because you decide to stop masturbating or watching porn. I'll talk about that more in a minute. But for now, please understand, I'm not trying to say you won't experience negative things if you decide to suddenly change your life and deny your sexuality. Of course you will. But it won't be withdrawal from an addiction that has you at its mercy. Now, as I said, if someone believes that his or her porn habit has become excessive or has started interfering with their lives, they should absolutely seek help for it. If you believe that your porn consumption is causing psychological, social, even financial damage in your life, then by all means do something about it. Call it porn addiction if you want to, but only if it will help you get over it not so that you can feel even more helpless against this evil thing. If you want to see it as an addiction, there are lots of people who will agree with you. Even though the DSM doesn't recognize porn as an addiction, other organizations do, such as the American Society of Addiction Medicine. They have three main criteria for diagnosing porn addiction, and I'm just going to go over them quickly now. Uh, number one, preoccupation to the point of obsession with sexual imagery. They claim that the average addict spends 11 hours a week seeking out sexual imagery. 
And they say sometimes it goes up to 33 hours a week. Number two, loss of control over the use of porn. They claim that addicts will often try to limit their consumption of porn or even destroy all of their imagery, only to fail and go back to it, or relapse, as they call it. And number three, negative consequences. They say porn addicts eventually experience similar negative consequences as do drug addicts, alcoholics, and gambling addicts. So according to them, essentially, if you get really horny, you spend a lot of your time either watching or thinking about sexual imagery, if you try to cut back but are drawn to it again, and if it ends up making you feel anxious, lonely, socially isolated, or directionless in life, then according to them, you are addicted to porn. Now, only you can decide if you agree with them or not. I personally don't agree with this list. I think some people are naturally much hornier than others. Some people need to masturbate five times a day. Some people can be happy with doing it once every few months or even years. If you don't have a partner, or if your partner isn't um, similar to you in their sexual needs, then maybe porn is the only outlet you have for satisfying your particular needs. Saying that um, trying to limit porn and failing or relapsing uh, is a sign of addiction, I think is also wrong, in my opinion. You haven't relapsed if you find yourself horny again, and you miss the imagery that you used to rely on to help you satisfy it. Nature ensures that men in particular are always prepared for and <laughs> interested in sex. And I'll talk more about this later, but I think it would be like saying if you got hungry after throwing out all your food in an attempt to lose weight, and then you went out and got some more, that you had relapsed, you know, with the addictive substance of food again, that you were out of control and that the food was addictive. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. And it doesn't take into account the very real uh, reality of human sexual needs. And thirdly, yes, there can be negative consequences to all sorts of things we do in life. I mean, working at the wrong job for too long can cause all the same problems, like anxiety and depression and social isolation, things like that. But are you addicted to work? Or is it more likely that any situation in life can cause problems if we don't have a proper balance in our life? If we don't look after our physical and mental health? If we don't, uh, you know, actively develop social support systems and take ourselves out of whatever it is that's causing us this problem? I mean, if you spent as much time gaming as you do watching porn and you lost your job or you became unhealthy or you lost friends, would you say you're addicted to these evil video games? Or is it more likely that you've just let yourself become too focused on one thing in your life to the detriment of everything else? These are just some things to think about when you see porn described as an addiction. As I said, you yourself have to decide what you believe it is, but make sure you really think about it and don't just go along with what anyone, including me, <laughs> says about it. Think about it for yourself. And let me just say here that this is not about defending porn as such. I've done other audios about the realities of the porn industry, and I've said repeatedly that I'm not anti-porn, because I'm not. I don't have any moral objections to it, for the most part. I think human sexuality is very real, very important, and something we can't just pretend doesn't exist. 
And at the end of the day, I believe that consensual adults filming themselves having sex with each other just isn't that big a deal. You know, honestly, there are far worse things that grown, willing people can do to each other than fuck each other on film. That's just, that's just my opinion. But I'm also aware that as a whole, the porn industry has tended towards the uh, seedier end of the spectrum, especially more recently, where producers seem to be trying to compete for users by creating more and more outrageous stuff. Now that's a whole other issue. Um, and you can listen to my Ask Eve audios about porn if you want to hear more about it. But let me just say, I get it. I do. I get it. A lot of guys in particular are fed up with porn, <laughs> with how nasty it can be, with how misogynistic and soulless it can be, and how it seems designed to make you feel like a piece of shit for even watching it. Um, I know that it's no substitute for a loving relationship, and that if you do use it as a replacement for a real relationship, that you're doing yourself no favors. I think a lot of porn has devolved into this masochistic type stuff in which a man's desire to just really fuck a willing woman he likes or loves has been turned into a kind of, you know, misogynistic, aggressive, almost angry kind of way to let off some steam and vent frustrations with women or the world in general. Instead of being about mutual pleasure and passion, it's about dominating her and, and often humiliating her, or sometimes she him. And I have mentioned quite a bit before... <laughs> how I think it can tempt you to believe that you have to have that girl, you know, or someone just like her, and make you believe that the whole world is off fucking in the back of taxi cabs and, you know, on nightclub dance floors. Everyone except you, that is. <laughs> so I get it, I do. I'm not going to defend all porn or even all erotic audio. But as I said earlier, remember, it's just a performance, one specifically designed to not only stimulate you sexually, but to make you feel a certain way about it and about yourself. So whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, it's not real. Pretty much every bit of porn you've ever seen, with very few exceptions, is completely scripted, directed, and artificial to an amazing degree, no matter how realistic it looks. None of the people involved, again, with a few exceptions, are living in this hazy, sex-fueled world that porn depicts. They're acting, essentially. When the scene is over, they they clean up and they go have pizza, you know. <laughs> they text their friends, they talk, they go grocery shopping. They're just real people who just happen to do sex for a living. But this world that's created by porn is absolutely not real. Maybe this wasn't always so. Maybe with some of the more questionable stuff out there, it isn't always true. But the vast majority of mainstream porn that you can easily find with a simple Google search is absolutely a, a carefully crafted experience performed by people who see it as a job. And keep in mind, even the real amateur erotic audio and porn that features real people being really sexual, that only represents one aspect of their lives and personalities. The people on GWA, for example, are thoughtful, intelligent, funny, caring, you know, they have lives and interests and families and all sorts of normal things, just like everyone else. They also just make erotic audio from time to time. So if you can remember this and just enjoy it for what it is, maybe it'll help you keep your fantasy separate from your reality and help you navigate the real world without the shadow of porn imagery haunting you. 
or without making you believe that the sex you're watching is somehow polluting your brain and turning you into a sexual sociopath. <laughs> I think it's a mistake to blame our real-world problems on the media we watch. I mean, should we blame violent video games for gun violence in the real world? Should we claim that death metal music makes kids want to go out and destroy things? I, I think this issue has been thrashed out for decades now, and I think people pretty much agree that it's too simplistic to blame the media for our attitudes and behavior in real life. So maybe we have to do the same thing with the sexual imagery that we watch. And there's one last thing I want to say about the whole um, porn is corrupting me thing that you'll hear so often with this issue. I've heard a lot of people claim that porn turns people, quote, you know, a certain way. That it makes young men violent or misogynistic. That it leads to ever-increasing levels of depravity, you know, like it's gateway porn. You know, it turns normal men into pedophiles and rapists and such. But to me, it's always seemed as though people are simply drawn to porn that represents things they already like. And the people will just move past things that don't interest them. The best example I can think of is gay porn. You've probably at least seen glimpses of gay porn before, even if you're totally straight. So ask yourself, did watching it make you gay? Do you think if you watch nothing but gay porn for 30 hours a week that you would suddenly become gay? You know, I think in many cases it's worth considering that we might have this backwards, you know? Maybe someone didn't start thinking of women as slutty because he watched porn featuring slutty women. You know, maybe he watched slutty girl porn because the idea of slutty girls already turned him on, you know? Maybe someone didn't become interested in bondage from watching bondage porn. Maybe it was the other way around. You know, someone had an interest and finding porn surrounding this interest just woke it up a little bit. Possibly. It's just something worth considering. You've probably seen all kinds of different fetishes that just hold no interest for you, and you just moved on. So just seeing it isn't enough to make you like this kind of thing, clearly. I think you had to have an interest in this already, to some degree, to become a regular watcher of it. And it's all okay, obviously. You're certainly allowed to like certain things. I'm just saying, if you think porn is a problem in your life, don't necessarily blame the porn. It's just filling a need that already existed. If you find that you're disturbed by the kinds of porn you like, then at least you can deal with that. You can either determine that you're just feeling some residual guilt, maybe from your upbringing, or maybe you'll try to figure out why you are drawn to things that you don't want to be drawn to. But whatever happens, understanding that the porn itself is not your problem is a good first step, I think, to really beginning to understand yourself. Okay, so related to the porn addiction thing is the nofap phenomenon. The idea that a man or woman, but let's just say men for the sake of this discussion, that a man should avoid masturbation altogether, not just porn. Some guys do this in order to reset themselves, as they say, or reboot themselves, um, to kind of shake themselves out of a miserable habit that is taking over their lives, to help them more able to form relationships, help them resurrect things in their lives they've been neglecting, that sort of thing. Now, of course, if someone has developed any habit that has begun to cause this much damage in their lives, then of course it's worth some serious effort to try to change it. But in general, I have to say I'm hesitant about this because it reminds me a bit of the people who decide 
that they want to lose some weight or get fit, and then they go completely overboard. They either starve themselves or they develop an eating disorder or, you know, they damage their bodies at the gym or they start taking steroids, that kind of thing. They go too far the other way. They ignore the basic fundamental needs of their bodies, in, in that case, food and exercise, and they try to viciously control it in a very unnatural way. They can also develop a strange view of food and fitness. It's called orthorexia, and generally it just means proper eating, or, or rather, like a morally proper and right way of eating and exercising. You know, they start to believe that good people, in quotes, really limit what they eat and only eat good and proper, pure, organic foods, you know. Or they become obsessed with the newest weight loss herb or with banning gluten or whatever it is. They believe in being fit and strong and that anyone who doesn't, quote, uh, take care of themselves, you know, is morally weak as a poor character. No fap stuff kind of reminds me of this. People have a natural need for snacks, and to try to completely squash it is, in my mind, unhealthy. As unhealthy as starving yourself to lose weight. I've heard some no fap guys describe their former selves and anyone who still does fap <laughs> with utter contempt, as though they are morally inferior human beings. Just the way orthorexic people describe people who gorge on pizza or who don't exercise. It has that same feel to it. General disdain aimed right at your very character. Now, in both cases, certainly, eating too much or even masturbating too much can have negative consequences for your life. But the point is, there's no need to completely shun these things and hate yourself and anyone else who, who, who doesn't shun it, you know? I think if you could find some middle ground, if you could find a way to deal with your problem without becoming... Um, completely asexual. I think you'd have a better chance of success and a happier life. I think all these relapses that they talk about, even within the diagnosis criteria that I mentioned before, are just a result of trying to essentially starve your sexual self. I mean, if you decided to stop eating in order to lose weight, and you eventually gave in to hunger, would you, would you call it a relapse and berate yourself? I mean, some dieters do. But the point is, no one would blame you for quote, giving in and having something to eat <laughs> eventually. I mean, our bodies can survive quite easily on tasteless, bland, unseasoned food. You know, we could pretty much live on mushy baby food if we, if we had to, but would anyone call it a relapse if someone said, I just wanted something good to eat instead, you know? The same goes for sexual release, to my mind. While you can physically exist without sex, it's still a very crucial part of our well-being. And to completely starve yourself of it, it's just asking for these supposed relapses. In fact, when someone describes having caved in and masturbated, I think that's probably a pretty healthy sign. If he's given up watching porn for a few days or hours or whatever, and he feels a natural desire returning um, without seeing that visual stimulation, then at least he's responding to something internal. Maybe it's just conditioning or habit, I don't know, but... At least it's coming from within him, not from his computer screen. So if it were me, if this were a problem I was facing, I might decide not to watch porn for a while. I might, but I wouldn't do it as a punishment or as a way of sort of symbolically pouring all my alcohol down the drain or clearing out the cupboards of all the junk food. I would simply say, I'm not going to watch porn for a while. That's it. 
I would still masturbate if I felt horny. I would just do it without the addition of porn and see how that went. Keep in mind, too, that if you do this, if you change your habits and patterns and decide that starting today you aren't going to watch porn, it might take a little while for you to adjust to that. Maybe at first you won't be able to get hard just with your imagination. Maybe you won't be able to orgasm too easily at first. But just because this happens at first doesn't mean you should give up and admit that you're an addict. I mean, the first day you eat carrot sticks instead of Doritos at lunch is a miserable day, right? <laughs> you know? The first day you go to the gym, I mean, you can't move for the pain the next day. So you have to understand that every habit you break is going to come with some adjustment time needed. So try it for a few days. And if your self-love sessions aren't great at first, it's okay. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. If your problem seems to be excessive masturbation with or without porn, then try to think of it this way. Find out if you're doing it so much out of a genuine horniness or just out of habit. To use the analogy of, of dieting again, um, diet counselors will often tell people who want to lose weight that one of the problems with overeaters is that they have lost touch with the true needs and desires of their body. They've lost that connection between true hunger and other kinds of appetite. They don't listen to their bodies anymore. And instead, they just follow habits and patterns, like eating when other people eat, or at certain times because it's expected, or when they aren't hungry but they're upset or bored or whatever. They have to learn to recognize when they are truly hungry and then eat appropriately. And I think the same might be true for masturbation. If you've lost touch with your own horniness, um, if you just jerk off several times a day because you've developed the habit of doing so, then you need to get back in touch with your body. You need to wait until you feel truly horny. And this is where avoiding porn for a bit might help. If you're out doing other things, you're not surfing porn or listening to erotic audio, and you find yourself getting horny anyway, well, at least this is a true signal from your body, not just a habit. Remember, everybody has their own level of horniness. Some people really do need to masturbate several times a day. It's very individual. It's nothing to be ashamed of. If this is how you're built, it's how you're built. I just want you to find out what's truly you, and then, whatever it is, respect it. One thing I don't want to get lost in all of this is genuine empathy and understanding for people who are in this situation. Generally speaking, um, most society has some sympathy for people who become addicted to drugs or alcohol. We understand that unhappiness or stress played a role um, in their forming an addiction. And we can at least sympathize with that. Yet somehow, for people with issues involving porn or masturbation, we are more likely to show them disdain, as if they too didn't have a reason for becoming this way. I think it's worth remembering that for a lot of people, problems with porn came about because they felt the normal, unhealthy human desire for sex and love from other people. They just couldn't achieve it or couldn't fully satisfy it with their partner. You know, there are all sorts of reasons why people might not have all their emotional and sexual needs fulfilled. And I think we should be much more understanding of um, the psychological and emotional dimensions to this issue, too. So again, if you think you're masturbating too much or watching too much porn, it's totally within your control. You can take a break for a while and see how you feel. Just don't punish yourself 
or believe that you're sick or addicted. You know, be gentle on yourself. Try to figure out if maybe it's problems in your real life that are making you take refuge in porn and masturbation. Whatever you do, know that you're not alone. You're not defective or weird. You can conquer this and you can make your life what you want it to be. I'm going to suggest uh, something if you're feeling like you want to step down from porn or erotic audio. Um, I'm going to give you a list of some audios that I think might help for different levels depending on how quickly you want to step down. Some are completely safe for work and not sexual, but they are intimate and encouraging. You know, some are sexual, but they are, again, very loving and gentle. Um, I'll provide links to that, plus all the other things I mentioned in this in this episode. And then what I'm going to do in the near future is I'm going to do a very gentle uh, return to self-love uh, joy type audio where I can help you get back into pleasuring yourself in a very gentle and intimate, respectful way. You know, it won't be focused on coming or not coming. You know, it'll be about just truly enjoying your body. So if you're doing the no-fap thing or you're trying to ease off from a big porn habit, you know, come back and, and, and find this new audio when you're ready. And let yourself ease back into some self-love in a more holistic way. So that's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Stay cozy and stay warm, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.